0: Welcome to Masterpiece Women. This is Tina Rains and I'm the founder of Masterpiece Women and I am so excited to have you here today. We are a community of authentic women from all over the world, growing together, personally, professionally, building businesses and ministries together. Grab a cup of coffee or your favorite tea and sit back and grow with us. Thanks for being here, ladies. Welcome back, Masterpiece Women. I hope you're doing wonderful today. Today we are on Exodus 31 to 33. And wow, you know, each chapter as I dig into this and just mull it over, it's just so powerful. And so I just want to talk a little bit about each chapter today. And then how is the Lord applying that in your life? Are you reading these chapters before you listen? If you're driving, don't read but if you're at home take a few minutes to read the chapters and then listen because you want to really hear what god is showing you and i'm showing you what he's showing me to share with you but it's so much more powerful when you're reading it as well and he is also revealing to you the things that he wants you to see and oftentimes it's really fun to just see how he's showing his daughter so much of the same stuff Over and over and over this last week or two, it's been about surrender, surrender and obey, surrender and obey, surrender and obey. And so if you were on this podcast and um, you've been watching them online or you are listening to them, I want you to just ask the Lord today, what do I still need to surrender and what area am I not obeying? Because the fruit of obeying and the fruit of surrender is such a gift to you. So oftentimes we think about it as a, it's a job. It's something we have to do No, It's a gift. It's such a gift to us to obey the the Lord and to be surrendered because then there's peace and there's joy and there's love and all the fruits of the spirit that we get to experience that we don't otherwise so let's look at chapter 31 chapter 31 when we read let's read verse 12 when the lord says to moses say to the israelites you must observe my sabbath this will be a sign between me and you for generations to come you may know that i am the lord who makes you holy How many times did the Lord say, you will know that I am Lord. You will know that I am Lord over and over and over and over. He has said that in these scriptures. He says, observe the Sabbath because it is holy to you. It is a gift to you. It's holy to you. He says it's holy to you. I'm telling you, it's a gift to you to take that Sabbath, to take that time. Anyone who desecrates it on that day must be cut off from their people. He's pretty serious about it. He's very serious about it. Now, he doesn't just say, okay, I think it's a good idea. He's like, look, we're going to cut you off from, the, from everybody if you do not observe. I mean, he was very intentional about it. What does that say to you? If he emphasized this so many times in the Ten Commandments here, why do we not take it very seriously? Why don't we make the time. When he finishes talking to Moses, what does he do? He gives him the two, Moses has the two tablets that God had inscribed to him, and I think about Moses on the top of that mountain. Can you picture him? Can you think of him being on the top of the mountain, just this holy reverent father speaking down to him, and we look at this chapter, and it's all very specific about the Sabbath, and so I feel like if the Lord is putting that much emphasis that he would write an entire chapter on the Sabbath, we need to step back a little bit and look at that and say, what do we need to do to have more of a Sabbath on a weekly basis? He said he wanted it to happen from generation to generation. He didn't just say this week. He didn't just say tomorrow, take the Sabbath. He said from generation to generation. So what does that mean to you? What does that mean to me? I have been very, um, much more intentional. I should say, I'm not, I can't say I'm very intentional. I'm much more intentional. I'm so much better than I used to be of really taking Sabbath and just taking the time off. My brain may not cut, cut off completely, but I shut down and try to really take at least a day off where I'm not doing any work. I'm not doing any ministry. I'm just, in his presence and just enjoying. And I don't even do housework typically those days, just maybe cooking for my family, that type of thing. But other than that, I don't. Do you take any time to yourself where you're just disconnecting? If not, step back a little bit and ask him, how much time should I be taking, Lord? What does that look like for me? Because it is such a sweet gift. And I feel so refreshed every week now. Every week when I'm I'm experiencing this, It's just amazing because I don't feel stressed on those days. I have time to think clearly. I have time to dream. I have time to pray more and just be in his presence and just relax. And sometimes we go play pickleball or something. Just make it a day where you can just relax. So let's look at chapter 32. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I can't even believe the Israelites at this point. What happens? They decide, okay, Moses is taking too long, so we're just gonna um, get a new leader. So they ask Aaron. So in chapter thirty-two, one to six, we see this perfect example of the law of respect. One of the laws from the twenty-one laws of leadership, and it's also in my um, Bible that I always reference, um, the John Maxwell leadership Bible, and you're sitting there thinking to yourself, guys, the Lord just saved you from all of this. He parted the seas. He did all of this for you. And you're that quickly going to just turn, but think about examples in your own life. How many times have you had a great thing that the Lord did for you that You knew that you knew that you knew it was him, and then the next step, you weren't trusting him. And I think of myself in that example, my daughter, when she my oldest daughter, when she was two months old, had a miraculous healing of white um, brain matter in her brain that he healed completely was gone. They didn't expect her to be any more than a vegetable. They didn't expect her to have a normal life. She was two months old. And she was septic and God healed her. And from the day he healed her forward, we were out of the critical care unit very shortly after. And the doctors all said, you just have to count it as a miracle because it was not um, a situation where it was a mistake. Like you had all of it documented. And so I remember then fast forward, you know, she had a normal life. She had a great life straight A student. She is a scholar even in her master's degree. And um great, great human being. Anyway, just love that daughter of mine. And so we are we're struggling with her initially when she's pregnant with her first child. And immediately fear seeped in. Immediately I thought, well, what if she loses her because the baby had no kidneys and the baby had no amniotic fluid and the Lord said, I've got her. But there was a part of me that mama side of me watching my daughter struggle through this week after week, not knowing if this child was going to survive or not. Her having the stress of not knowing if her child, and yet she and her husband stood in faith and believed. And that song, the Lord can move a mountain and he'll do it again, was a song that she highlighted to me. And I thought, that is such a beautiful song of You know what? He he can do it again. But yet oftentimes God will do these miracles and we forget about these beautiful miracles, no matter how small or how big those miracles are. They're his miracles. And then when we need him and we need to have faith and we need to trust him, we get fearful and we worry and all of those types of things. And so I'm going to encourage if you're walking through a tough time today, he's got you. He has every Step planned, and it may be a really hard time right now, but he's there with you, and he completely hears your cries. He holds you in the palm of his hand, he loves you so, so intentionally and dearly. So, whatever you're walking through, ladies, don't give up. Don't be like the Israelites. Just continue that faith, continue trusting him, continue believing in him, and he will make things his he says he works everything out for the good of those who love him so sometimes those prayers aren't answered immediately but eventually you see that they are answered and it may not even sometimes be the way we want them to be answered but he knows what's best for us and what's best long term and for his whole plan and so keep that faith keep trusting him so let's read 32 to one to six When the people saw that Moses was so long in coming down from the mountain, they gathered around Aaron and said, come and make us gods who will go before us as for his fellow as his fellow Moses who brought us up out of Egypt. We don't know what has happened to him. So think about that immediately they don't know so they're they're you know, we don't know what happened to him so Aaron you need to now be our leaders. Take off the gold earrings that your wives and sons and your daughters are wearing. This is what Aaron's telling them, and bring them to me. So all the people took off their earrings and brought them to Aaron. He took what they handed him and made it into an idol cast in the shape of a calf, fashioning it with a tool. Then they said, These are your gods, Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt. When Aaron saw this, he built an altar in the front of the cap and announced tomorrow there will be a festival to the Lord. So the next day, the people rose early and sacrificed, burned offerings and presented fellowship offerings. Afterward, they sat down to eat and drink and get up to indulge in revelry. Wow, how fast we change our perspectives, how fast we change our loyalties. It's incredible. So I want us to really pay attention to that because I believe that some of us do this in small ways and don't even recognize it because we can have idols. We can have idols of our work, idols of our ministry, idols of our children, which we put before God, and he gives us the gift of those things, and then we put them in front of him. So really pay attention to, is there anything that you put before your time with God, before your obedience to God, before your love for him? Is there anything that you need to surrender completely to him and obey and submit to him? One of the 21 laws of leadership um, by John Maxwell um, is the law of respect. And one of the things that you see in this chapter is that exact uh, law of leadership playing out, that law of respect playing out. When you think about, they turn, they requested that, um, that Aaron take leadership, they requested for him to build this golden calf. And why did they do that? Well, they did because people are like sheep. We're like sheep. We need a leader. and they're going to gravitate towards a leader. Good or bad, they're going to gravitate towards a leader. So they're always going to be looking for a leader. People want instant gratification nowadays. So they focus on their immediate needs. They were looking, the Israelites were looking for immediate gratification. They weren't willing to wait for Moses to come down off of the mountain. Think about people and how bad they have the attitude of what have you done for me lately, especially to their leaders. So many people in this world nowadays are all about what have you done for me? Not how can I serve you, but what have you done for me? It's like they have memory loss. It's like they, they don't remember all the good you've done for them. And so people, even back that they were that way as well. And because of people's insecurities, so many people are so insecure. They worry and they need those immediate signs of hope. They need those immediate signs of gratification. So then you look in verse seven and the Lord does what? he sends Moses back down the mountain saying, go, look at what they're doing. And he is not a happy camper. The Lord is angry. And Moses pleaded for his people. He pleaded for the Lord not to destroy him. And the rest of the chapter, we see that Moses takes the lead. He he goes back down. He deals with the people. He orders for the men to destroy those who betrayed the Lord. And we see him go back to the Lord on behalf of the people. Moses was a great leader. Was he perfect? No, but he was a great leader. So this chapter really reminded me of the brokenness that we we all have every day and that we struggle with. And there's, you know, oftentimes we put things down and we pick them back up. We surrender to the Lord. We pick them back up. And this reminded me so much of that and how our brokenness and our selfishness and our need for instant gratification and our need for, you know, security and our need, you know, when we're insecure and it reminded me about how often the Lord does do, he calls to us and he calls us to do one thing, but we, if we don't see instant results, then what do we do? We give up. Or he'll call us to do something. He'll show us a big miracle, like I described, or even a little miracle. And then when we need him, we don't trust him. So, so often in our ministries, in our businesses, he calls us to do something and we don't go get the tools we need. And if we don't get the instant gratification that we want, we give up. And that's why in our membership, we are so, so intentional to make sure that we give all the tools step-by-step having weekly calls and all that we do to make sure that the women have the tools they need to follow whatever it is that God's calling them to do and why we offer for 30 days free, because we want every woman to have the opportunity to do it. So it's so imperative that we surrender all of that to him, that we surrender everything that we're doing and not try to take the controls and find in him and in mentors and in people that can disciple us. Growth, we need to have growth. We don't wanna stay in that insecure place. We don't wanna stay in that immature place. We don't wanna stay in that place of self-gratification and instant gratification. We wanna grow. And in order to do that, we gotta draw closer and closer to our savior because he is who fulfills all of those needs. And oftentimes it does take counseling to heal from some of the wounds you might have. I know it did for me. Sometimes it takes time to really walk through different programs. I went to multiple really great programs and invested in coaching, invested in mentorship so that I could grow and learn to deal with the emotional intelligence issues that I had. So I want to encourage you. He wants our goals. He wants our ministries. He wants our businesses, our families, our children everything he wants our dreams he wants our time our treasure our talents everything surrendered to him so really take a time the time today to think about it to pray about and ask the Lord to reveal to you is there any any anything that I have not surrendered to you that I'm seeking instant gratification versus waiting on you to reveal your direction I don't believe he calls us to be stagnant. I believe we, if we listen and obey, we will hear his voice and we take a step forward. And guess what, ladies? Even if we take that step forward, it may seem like a failure, but I promise you, you will grow from it. And those failures equal success because every person who's ever been successful has had many failures. That's how you grow. And he's there for you in those. So don't be fearful. Trust him. He's got you. He wants you to be brave. He wants you to wait on him for the direction. He wants you to hear his voice and whatever he called you to do, do it. Do it, no matter how scary it is. Step out in faith, step out and go do what he's called you to do. What are you waiting on? What are you asking him for? Have you tried to take the controls back? It's like, think about the analogy of fishing for any of you girls out there that are fishing. I always, I think about this because I always do that. Like I throw out, you know, my rod with my bait on, it goes out to the water, which is same as me casting my cares on the Lord. Right. And then I sit there and I, instead of waiting for the fish to, to bite or for the Lord to answer that prayer, I just start taking control. He doesn't want us to be controlled. He wants us to surrender our control. And so instead of reeling, instead of you know leaving out there for the fish to bite, start reeling in that reel again. So remind yourself next time that you start trying to take the controls. No, I'm not gonna reel in that bait. I'm gonna leave it where God said at the altar or the lies. This works the same thing with the lies the enemy tries to put in your brain. Sometimes you'll surrender the pain. You'll surrender them forgiveness. You'll surrender all of it to God. You'll forgive people. And then the enemy tries to bring it back up and get you to reel it back in. You need to stop in that moment and take control and let your thoughts, just hold them captive. Let your thoughts just Be surrendered to him and go, no, I have a choice here. I can choose to continue in forgiveness. I can choose to continue in peace, or I can go back to that place of angst. I can go back to that place of hurt. I can go back to that place of unforgiveness, but you have a choice. You can choose to leave that reel out there, or you can choose to reel in that bait. And that's the bait of Satan, ladies. So I'm going to encourage you. Don't reel in the bait. Don't take Satan's bait. Follow the Lord. Don't let anything separate you from Him or from waiting on Him and trusting in Him or doing what He's called you to do. Don't take His bait because He loves to give us bait and He gives us good, juicy bait. And so be really cautious and careful with that. So in chapter 33, what we see is the law of the picture. Again, another um, one of the 21 laws of leadership with John Maxwell. I love love, love, love how the Bible continuously shows those pieces of leadership throughout all the scripture and all these great leaders in the Bible, good and bad, because it gives us great examples of really bad leadership too. So in chapter 33, we actually see Moses doing what he's modeling and he's modeling, um, for his leaders, He wants us to see it's a law of the picture, the law of the picture. He wants us to see that people everywhere around you are watching you. So be really cognizant, be really careful about what they're seeing. Are you modeling Christly behavior? Are you leading well in the marketplace? Are you using high integrity? Are you using the fruits of the spirit? People are watching and they need to know that their leader is a godly leader because you can, you can preach to them all day long, but if you don't set an example, it's all in vain. And I'm going to tell you that, and you know this so well, because think about the people that you respect. It's not because they're preaching at you, preaching at you. It's because They're loving you well, they're listening well, they're modeling integrity, they're modeling persistence, they're modeling godly attributes. And if you're looking for a mentor, I'm going to tell you to look for those people that are emulating the godly attributes that you seek to have yourself. Because people out there are, there's a lot of great people that can mentor you or coach you. If you're looking for a coach, you're looking for a mentor, you want somebody that you trust you like, and you respect, and that they are modeling who God is, because it's important, and it's important for us to be those kind of leaders for other people, because we want to mentor and lead and guide other people to be everything that God's called them to be, and so we lead by example, and I know there's that saying, I couldn't think of it earlier when I was writing, is preach only when words don't work or no preach when actions don't work or something like that. Right. Maybe you can put in the little message. What is that? There's a really great saying um, preach only when actions don't work or something like that. Um, Actions speak so much louder than words. So how are you modeling? How are you setting godly examples? And um, when you look at the way Moses did he was doing it in so many ways we see that he was intimate in, in intimate communion with the lord we see he was in deep relationship they saw that model they saw him going away to go be with the lord they saw that he was obeying the lord they saw that he held the lord in a sovereign regard and they it was better than any preaching he could have ever done to him he modeled it well They saw that he would separate himself and that he really sought the Lord with all his heart and they watched him just like people are watching you and I, they watched him and it made a huge impact in their lives. He listened to the Lord. He was faithful with his time, his talent, his treasures, and he was completely committed to the Lord. God is calling us to that level of intimacy and leadership. We want to be that kind of a leader. We want to lead like Jesus. So what areas today do you need to evaluate? I want you to think for a moment, are there areas in your life that you need to change how you're leading? Do you need to cheat to really lead more? by example than you have been. Maybe your example hasn't been great, or maybe it has been great. Give yourself kudos for what you have accomplished and give God the credit because it's in it's him in you that is able to achieve it. And ask God, how do you, he wants you to step to the next level because we're never, ever there. We're always growing. We should always be climbing to the next level and seeking God more intimately and asking him, what's next, Lord? What's next? Don't settle. So I want you to think about yourself and your servant's heart. Are the people around you seeing you serve other people? Are the people around you seeing that you really care about who they are? They really see you listening to them. They see you asking them the questions about their families and building relationship because that's who Christ was. He was a relationship builder. He was a bridge builder. He loved people so intimately. He loved you and I so much. He died on the cross for us. So are you being the leader, making the tough decisions that are necessary like Moses did? Are you struggling with issues and the struggles are real? Let's face it. We all have struggles, but how are you handling those struggles when they come up about? Are you handling them the way God would call you to handle them? Are you asking him for the wisdom? Are you following him the way he asked you to? Ask yourself those questions today, and I will see you on the next episode. If you haven't joined our membership yet, ladies, I'm going to encourage you right now. You do not want to miss it. We've done a 30-day free trial for you, so there's no reason for you not to. Join our membership today go to masterpiecewomen.org. You do not want to miss it because it's been incredible to go grow. It's helping me more than I could even describe it to you, let alone um, the stories that we're getting from the women's testimonials have been amazing. So check out our website and check out the membership Masterpiece community on our website and see what the ladies are saying about it. I look forward to seeing you in our membership and on our next podcast.